welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. How's it going, everybody? How's it going? I'm back here with my beautiful bride. Oh, Today we're going to be talking about the importance of quality time, how to define it, mm-hmm. and make it happen in your marriage. That's right. Now, if you're married or you've been in a relationship of some sort, mm-hmm. you understand that quality time together is one of the most important aspects of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know the value of being exclusive with one another. Right. Because the time you spend together, that provides valuable insight and information about the other person and you might not get that information at any other time i mean sure you can yeah but it can be distorted with all the outside noise you know if you're raising children if you Mm got to deal with work all these things pursuing your career whatever other commitments you have right it really distracts you from getting to really know your partner because of all the other commitments that you have good and bad right of your partner. So, it's important to spend quality time together. We're going to help you define it and show you how to make it happen in your marriage. So, what is the objective of quality time? See, the objective of marriage is to become inseparable. There is a constant debate. I'm sure you can find content all over the internet about quantity versus quality. And we tend to substitute one for the other. Just because you are always around each other doesn't mean you're spending quality time together, right? Absolutely. Right. So quality time, it is intentional and it is realistic. In order to become inseparable, you must be intentional spending time together. You know those couples when they're like in their 80s, you see them at the park bench and they're cute, they're holding hands, they're just sitting there. They're probably driving each other crazy from time to time. Sure they do. Right. After, what, decades of marriage, they yeah. probably drive each other crazy. But you know what? They might not, though. They may not. Right. Why? Because they might have gotten used to certain habits. Mm-hmm. Certain tendencies. Certain behaviors. Certain behaviors. You you stopped yelling five years ago. Yeah. Or maybe... (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe, you know... She stopped nagging him She stopped nagging him or or picking picking her nose all the time. Right? So he he just gave it up. Wait, women pick their nose? You never know. There could be some women out there that are busy picking their nose and passing gas all the time. Yeah, yeah. They're all rosy and stuff. (laughs) They don't do that stuff. Exactly. So he got used to that. He was able to look beyond that. And when they had children, those children are gone. Who do they desire to be inseparable with? The person that they spent their entire life with. Mm -hmm. You see, the more time you spend together, the more you know about each other. You understand each other's tendencies. You know each other's habits. Yep. Each other's likes and dislikes. 
how you handle conflict and how you prefer to handle conflict. Well, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Because I, when it comes to handling conflict, right. when I was younger, I, I hated confrontation. Right. It doesn't matter who it was. Well, you still don't like it. I still, but I, I think I'm better at controlling my how I handle conflict. Like, my conflict competence has improved. Definitely. So it doesn't have to go to a confrontation. But I always felt like it had to go to a confrontation. Okay. Right, and because of that, it got me nervous and it put me in a bad place. Yeah. Now, if it, if it goes to a confrontation, that's already bad. Oh yeah, one hundred. Because right. it goes from like zero to one hundred in one hundred and eighty seconds. Exactly. <laughs> three seconds. You flat. know. So, but I think over time, yeah, we've learned each other's tendencies when it comes to handling conflict, right? And how we prefer to handle conflict, and yeah. that t- that comes from spending time together. Right. That come that came from making each other angry. Mm-hmm. Right. That came from making each other each other angry, but then reconciling mm-hmm. and expressing how we feel about how that situation made us feel mm-hmm. and how we prefer to handle things going forward. Right. You don't get that stuff just from being around each other, being unintentional. Yeah. You know, just kind of floating around, sweeping and and, and taking care of the kids. Right. You have to be upfront about it uh-huh. you have to speak it you have to vocalize it right and say honey you know what i don't like confrontation yeah so now you're gonna make sure that if there's a situation we don't go to a confrontation right or you can help me recognize okay we have a conflict here yeah since you don't like confrontation let's get into that space mm-hmm. that's gonna make this safe for both of us you know what i really like actually one of the things that you figured out recently is i think out loud mm-hmm. and you know, I think it was just a few weeks ago that you realized my wife thinks out loud. So when she brings something up to me, you know, she's going through the process herself. Right. It's not that she's coming at me with what her mindset and what her vision and her thought is on this specific topic. Mm-hmm. She's running to me because she wants to go through it. Right. And and for you to understand that, I mean, we've been married, what, th- almost 13 years now. Yeah, we're in our 13th year. Right. Yeah. So you kind of had an idea about that before, but now it just hits you even harder that, yes, this is how she is. So when she opens her mouth to talk, don't take it as if that's exactly what she's thinking. Or that's the end of it. That's the she's end of it. She's working through it. Exactly. She's right. working through it, and it might take another day or two before she comes up with her concept. And then that's when I should speak. And you know what's funny about that? Mm. I had to forgive myself mm. for even for not recognizing that or for holding you hostage yeah. for something you said at the beginning of the conversation rather than just focusing on the end of the conversation. Okay. Because if you think about it, if you knew all my thoughts, yeah. you'd be angry every day. Right? If, if you knew every single thing I was thinking about. That's the true. difference with you is because of our different personalities, you're more extroverted, I'm more introverted. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're telling me what you're thinking as we're working it through. Right. But I'm only telling you what I'm thinking after I've figured it out. After you figured it out. So I get away with the fact that I get to hide my thought process. Yeah. You don't get to hide your thought process. So then I hold you accountable for what you said in the process mm-hmm. rather than looking at where you've arrived and what work, what, what, what our plan is 
moving forward. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people deal with that. Of course. You know? Of course. But even though we're not talking about conflict competence, and we just kind of jumped on that aspect, it's only when you spend quality time together Absolutely. and give each other enough time. Yeah. Because remember, 13 years, and this just clicked a few weeks ago. Yeah. So when it comes to quality time, is it's a long process. Absolutely. Right. And you know you may you you'll you'll have that date night, you'll have that date night where it's all rosy. You're having a great time, but then you'll also have that date night where all she's doing is cussing. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, but and 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 he's rolling his eyes, and by the end of the date night, somehow you guys came to a form of peace, and now you're in the bed getting down. And you know, I, I find that I find that you you say that yeah. interesting. I find that interesting. It's like if if we were on our date and it was all romantic and we looked over, we saw somebody and they were all, you know, her hands are going up in the air. They're flying up in the air. Yeah, you know, they're 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 just a whole bunch of stuff going on. We'd probably be a little bit judgmental. Of course. But because we're not in the marriage, we don't know what stage of the conversation right. that part of dinner is yeah and where it's gonna lead mm-hmm. you know so it's so important they might have been having this conversation for a week now yeah, yeah. And, and they choose to express themselves differently, differently. you know i mean obviously if they, as long as they're not throwing dishes and pouring wine on each other whatever the case is <laughs> you know but we need to recognize that couples are different yeah they work through things differently absolutely their quality time might have been going on for a week right and, you know something just blew up maybe some trigger was pulled or mm-hmm. pushed or some button some hot button was pushed but at the same time they're working through their quality time mm-hmm. and that's what's important that we get our quality time in mm-hmm. now so how do you find that time that's the thing how should you allocate your time together now, there's a couple of things that we're suggesting. Uh, first, you need to find, not first, but you need to find time for relief. Mm-hmm. You, need time, you need to find time to relax and rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. And you should find some time to learn and develop. Mm-hmm. I think if you incorporate these three things, relief, mm-hmm. rejuvenation, mm-hmm. learn and development, then you, you're more intentional mm-hmm. about your quality time together. And at the same time, you work it in realistically mm-hmm. into the dynamics of your life. Mm-hmm. So the first thing, time away for relief. Right. So what we say is, it's probably in the literature. We've heard it before. Yes. And we agree with it. We practice it Absolutely. as much as we can with our four children. And yeah. I mean, dealing with four kids and our careers and your entrepreneurship and all that stuff. Right. But taking one night a week together. Yes. You know, this breaks up the mundane. You get away from work. You get away from the kids. You get away from the, the, the list of tasks, right? You get away from the chores. Mm-hmm. Just step away for one night. Right. A few hours in the night. You know, I don't know if you're if you're a later night person, like you want to go out at 9 p.m. because you like dancing and you, yeah. know, you like your cocktails, whatever the case is. Or if you're an early evening person, right. where you prefer a nice dinner, Yeah. right? Yeah. At, at your favorite restaurant. Yeah. Or whatever the case is, but at least one, and it depends on your night of the week. Are you a weekend person? Right. Are you a Saturday night person or are you like a Thursday night? Thursday night, Wednesday you know, night, mid, you know. Like a midweek. Day, exactly. The week is a little more. break up the week a little bit. Right, 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 right. I mean, right. it could even be just you being in, with, in inside of your home. Right. 
You know, it's not always having to go away outside, but it's getting away from the chores. Exactly. That's the thing. Of your day-to-day task. Get away together from the responsibilities. Yeah. Because you want to break up the cycle, break up the mundane. Yeah. Get away from the routine a little bit. Shake things up. You yeah. know, dust yourself off. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even even with you and I, you're not a big Netflix and chill type of dude. I don't think married people Netflix and chill. Do they? Yes. There's some that do Netflix and chill, but I you're not that, a Netflix and chill type Netflix of and person. Netflix and chill works for non-married people. No. You know I Netflix and chill with my cup of tea. Julie, no, that's not what Netflix and chill is. So what's Netflix and chill? Netflix and chill was coined by, I think, some lady on Twitter. Okay. And I think the Urban (laughs) Dictionary would now define it as... I might be getting this wrong. And I'm sorry for arguing with you if I am getting this wrong. Okay. Basically, Netflix and chill means that you watch a movie and then get busy. No, it's not. What? Are you kidding me? No, it's not. You're going to have to Google that one and figure that one out. No, it's not just that. Because you hear people that ain't getting busy that are Netflixing and chilling. The whole purpose of it is you watch Netflix sitcom after sitcom or you watch movie after movie and you're just chilling. You're not doing anything. Really? Are you sure that's not just binging on shows that you didn't watch? We'll figure it out. We're kind of going off tangent, but we'll figure it out. Or somebody will tell us. Somebody will tell us. See, I just Googled it. Okay. Netflix and chill (laughs) is an internet slang term used either as an invitation to watch Netflix together or as a euphemism for some form of sex, either as part of a romantic partnership or as a booty call. Okay, well then... So, my wife ain't Netflix and chilling. She's Netflix and having... Her favorite beverage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I could Netflix and, and chill with you. I could text yes. you. Let's but you just Netflix said, and chill. But you just said I don't like I don't like Netflix. Well, I mean, I, I only watch I Family Guy. I invite you from you know doing some work and right. chores to Netflix and chill. All right, so let's add that to our quality time <laughs> together. Now that we know what it is, we know what Netflix and chill. We're so, are we that old? Now that we know that. No, we're not old. Excuse you. I'm not old, honey. Okay, now that we know what Netflix and chill is, we're going to be Netflixing and chilling. Or Netflix and chilling. Okay, let's let's carry on. All right, on. so that's the first thing. Time away for relief. Right. One night a week. And, and be realistic. So it's important to be realistic. If your job is preventing you from doing this, and you might have to book a vacation day off, Yeah. book the vacation day yeah. off. Yeah, okay. absolutely. If you have conflicting schedules, there's couples out there where the husband's leaving in the morning, he's done at 3, by the time he gets home, his wife is leaving, she's working at 4 to midnight, whatever the case is, depending on the nature of their job. So mm-hmm. in that case, mm-hmm. you're going to have to plan that out mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Be realistic. It doesn't have to be, it's recommended one night a week, right. but if you're intentional about it right. and realistic about it, your one night every two weeks is just as good as... Some people's one night a week. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So the next thing is take time away just to relax and rejuvenate. rejuvenate. Yes. So one week a year, you should be planning a vacation together. Mm-hmm. Okay, go to the Caribbean, go to the Mediterranean. I don't know. You pick. Yeah. And this is just you and your spouse. 
Try a new venture. Right. Try and visit different countries. If you've never done cruising, try cruising. Mm-hmm. You know, work within your budget, of course. That's part of being realistic. And, and and know what you're capable of doing. If you have very young children, you can't leave them for a long time, then be accommodating to the support that you have surrounding you for you to be able to go out, to go away for that week. Right. So one week, one night a week is just to break up the routine. Mm-hmm. One week a year, one weekend every three months, mm-hmm. that they'll give you some time to think, to reflect, to right. assess, to plan. Yes. Right? Because that's part of it. You need time to reflect. Where's our marriage going? Mm-hmm. How far have we come? Right. Are we on track with our vision? Are we on track with our goals? For this year. Are we performing for financially? Five years from right. Now. Yeah, exactly. Are we performing spiritually? Yeah. Are we, how is our health? Yeah. You know, that's I think a big one. that's a big one. I mm-hmm. think uh, I don't know. I don't know how often this happens, but I think when you get into your fifties, and I'm reading a great book by uh, Doctor Agus, mm. and he's it's a, it's a book called A Short. I shouldn't do this. I should know the title of the book. Anyways, it's a great book, and he basically outlines some steps on how to prolong your health, mm. how to live a healthy life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. One of the things he said, he breaks down the book in such in such ways as every decade, what you should be focusing on health wise. Right. From your twenties, your thirties, your forties, and fifties. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, it's a great thing. People tend to focus on their marriage at critical junctures. Mm. We're nearing divorce. Let's get help. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're in our fifties now. Let's take care of our health together. Mm-hmm. Nah. It's almost too late sometimes when you think about it. It's the whole adage, prevent is better than cure. Right. Don't try and cure things. Yeah. It's harder to cure things than it is to prevent them. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't drive, jump in your car, totally wasted, and go speeding down the highway. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, then there's no way you're going to get into an accident and maybe take somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. So... Why wait until things become critical before we need to focus on them? Mm-hmm. So when we take these weekends together, mm. what we're doing, we're going to take some time because you're probably going to be there a week. You spend time together. You know, you've gotten to know each other intimately. Now it's time to talk. You need to connect on that intimate level, mm-hmm. that psychological level, mm-hmm. the mental level, the spiritual level, the physical. Mm-hmm. You're going to connect in all these ways. Part of that is reflecting. Part mm-hmm. of that is assessing. Mm-hmm. Part of that is evaluating. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? The last five years we've been doing this, and it's maybe it didn't, it didn't give us really the best results. And mm-hmm. now, you know, time's more critical. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a good time to try something now to see what kind of result we can get mm-hmm. before it's completely too late. Mm-hmm. I know we're speaking in general terms, but you could probably apply it to certain areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Maybe your health, maybe your finances, Absolutely. maybe how you're raising your kids. Absolutely. Right? Maybe your sex life. Right. I don't know. There's so many uh, uh, various ways that we can look at this. But again, you have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. You know, it, 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 it reminds me of the time that my husband and I went away for a week on 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 a cruise. It was a great cruise, by the way. It was a great cruise, and we had a great time. But we weren't intentional about where we were going in our marriage. 
And within a few weeks, actually, we ended up hitting a rocky patch just in our marriage alone, um, where it it almost walked us down the road of divorce. Divorce, it was too late. It was almost as if it was too late. Again, if we were intentional, we were still doing our, you know, one night a week and one week or one week a year, but we weren't intentional. So the purpose of what we're saying is spend your quality time, but be intentional. Be intentional. Uh, The last thing we'd say is take time away to learn and develop. Yes. Marriage seminars. They're all over the place. They're everywhere. Marriage workshops, they're everywhere. Join Leading and Love's workshops that we're going to be doing. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So, you you know, the recommendation is, so you're taking one weekend every quarter Mm -hmm. to spend time together, relax, rejuvenate. Maybe one of those weekends you could extend it towards a learning and development mm-hmm. um, event. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you might want to see your, a therapist that you really enjoy their their concepts and yeah. their presentations. Maybe you mm-hmm. want to go see them or hang out with them for a bit. Or you could take an online course in a secluded place. And if you're taking an online course, obviously you're going to want to make sure that you can actually focus on it. Right. Maybe, you know, reading a slide or watching a couple of videos at 11 p.m. at night after the kids are down might be difficult. Mm. To really get the full scope, just plan some time away. Mm-hmm. We're honey, I found this great DVD on how couples should learn how to communicate. I suggest we get a hotel at a better or get a, get a hotel somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we're going to spend time watching this DVD mm-hmm. and we're going to be honest. Mm-hmm. We're going to be intentional about it. And we're going to learn to communicate because mm-hmm. we suck at communicating. Absolutely. And we've been struggling in this area for the last 12 years. Yeah. Let's give it an honest shot right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You can always better your communication. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you feel like you communicate great, there's always ways for you to be able to better it. Absolutely. So... We have these two scenarios to show, kind of illustrate being intentional mm-hmm. and being realistic. And you might, you could probably relate to these things. So here's the first one. Honey, we haven't spent time alone in a few months because of the job change. How about a dinner? Then a night at a bed and breakfast. Then we go shopping the next day, grab a nice lunch, and head back home. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you listen to that, carefully you'll understand that there was some intentionality behind it Mm. here's a gentleman who's saying um i just got a new job Mm -hmm. and it's been really busy Mm -hmm. okay and we know why it's a new job Mm -hmm. i just changed my job the demands are different i'm still learning the job still learning the people so i got to be attentive to that and he comes out and says how about a dinner then a night at a bed and breakfast so let's be specific about what we're going to do right we haven't spent time together, so let's spend time together doing these things. Right. We're going to have a night out. Right. We're going to have dinner. We're going to stay at a bed and breakfast. Right. We're going to go shopping. Yes. We're going to grab a nice lunch. Yeah. And then we're going to get head home. Right. Because what we're trying to do is spend time together that we've lost because yes. of this job change. Right. That's being intentional. Intentional. Exactly. The next one is be realistic about your time away. Honey, we haven't spent time alone in a few months because of the new baby. How about we get a hotel downtown for the weekend? This particular hotel has a state-of-the-art spa. 
we can get room service. Right. I think about when uh, when you when we had our third child and we mm. had a C section, mm-hmm. and you couldn't move freely for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. So hard. right, and yeah. you can relate to this having a new baby where you know you still got the chores. There might be other kids in the house. Yep. Being realistic is like, well, you don't have to cook. Mm-hmm. You can get room service. Mm-hmm. Or I, I can attend to you better, mm-hmm. even though, I mean, in our situation, I wouldn't be the one cooking because I can't. <laughs> I could cook, but, you know, anyway. We're being, a, we're being, reali- we're being realistic mm. because we're focusing on the fact that we can just relax. Mm. And we're only taking a weekend away because we might not, be able to be away from a newborn child for more than two, three days. Right. Not a whole week, not yeah. three weeks. Especially if you're a mom who might be nursing, who who decides that exactly. they want to nurse. It might be a little bit more difficult for you to just be able to step away for a long time. Right. So in case of emergencies, you mm. want to be able to run back. Right, not jump on a plane or book a flight and spend hundreds of that dollars. That becomes to, yeah, a it, lot harder. Exactly. So that's Plus, not being realistic. You know, even even that scenario, there's a lot of talk right now about self-care mm-hmm. and making sure that you take time for yourself. So within that, you would be able to spend time together, but take yourself to the spa. Look after yourself now. I have been one of those guilty moms who puts herself last after a child is born, especially with young children. But when it comes to self-care, that is one regret that I have, is I wish I spent more time on Juliana so that way Juliana had peace of mind on certain areas. So I highly recommend self care in all of that and that's why we loved that scenario be practical right but take care of yourself and take care of your marriage absolutely all right everybody that is our feature for today that's all all we got thank you for hanging out with us leading in love love spending time with you guys remember you're a successful leader in your marriage and family can be successful, successful too. too.